Three, two, one. Three, two, one. We'll start. Music. <laughs> music intro. No music. In- music, music, intro. Music. music. <laughs> we'll start producing things. Fade I out. mean, you don't want to. I know you don't want this to be like an overproduced thing, but I think. You no. Know, but we're not Rogan, so we can't. I mean, do we? Can we just start mid conversation and like he does and then just stop it whenever? I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, right. in, in that regard, I just, you know, just fit the. Uh, outset you know just a little tunage <laughs> a little some, some sounded tunes. like it would be nice but you know right. then we run into copyright issues yeah so stupid well but at the same time it's not stupid because people reserve the right to own their work and to make money off their work and you yeah. know but yeah. for but you know i mean if it's it's not like i feel like it's kind of promoting it because i'm not like playing the entire song if i was playing the entire song for some reason or something you know but if mm-hmm. i just have like a little bit of an intro it, even because even if like every day i use a different freaking song you know right. i'm not using any no one i mean it is promotion one. and if you only use a couple of seconds right that's m- all you, it would really be you might get away with it but it just depends on who they are who the artist is and and if they're gonna call you out on it eh. so you know eh. You got to respect people's rights to take care of their property. That's their intellectual property and their creative, you know, um, output. So. I, I, I do. Uh, if it was the other way around, you know, if you made a song that people wanted to use as an intro for something. Yeah, know, probably. You get I'm not, I'm not at all. No, I'm not. Um, I can, I can dig it. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, I would, uh, I would be pretty if I was an artist. I would be pretty liberal with small time content creators. I think I would be. I would, I'd I, like to. I, I'm, I, yeah. I'm saying that now from because I am one. <laughs> right. My perspective. You but, know. But I think so. Why just not? To, you, like you know, just let them use it, and not give them a hard time. Yeah. You know, if if we have a million, you know, listeners, and that's one thing. I get that. You you need some credit. You need some kind of people. Right. You know, you need some kind of something, some kind of payment, because you because your song contributed to our production. They liked my stuff enough to where. Right. You know, they wanted to play it, you know, if they're not like playing the entire albums and selling, right. you know, I right. mean, if they're just. But people have the right to do what they want with their own stuff. I mean, you know, that's, it is what it is. So no music. There's this one YouTube channel that I watch called, it's like his Minty Comedic Arts is the channel. And he does all these different, he's like my age and he does all these different reviews of all kinds of different 80s movies and shit and TV mm. shows. Like it's right up my alley. You know, it's like, right. fun. it is great. He's really funny. He He's from Australia and he just he really, I'm so entertained. But every one of his videos, he always does like these 10 things you didn't know about, you know, Back to the Future or whatever. Oh, okay. And <clears throat> that kind of stuff. I've seen those, yeah. So, and he's really, really funny, really well written. But he always uses the actual music from the movies, the actual logos. He uses he uses video clips. And his own logos, whatever, his, whatever the movie is that week, he uses the logo and font style of the movie for his own art. And I'm thinking, how in the world does he how is he monetized? Like, how is he not demonetized? He uses all the real stuff. I have no idea. Like, I just, I want to, I want to email. I should, I should email him and be like, how in the world do you get away with all of this? Well, is it because he's in Australia? That can't be because no, he's in Australia. That has nothing to do I with it. I wouldn't think so. I would just think it had to do with how much he's, he plays at one, any one given time. Yeah, but I mean, he's got like, I think he's got like a hundred thousand subscribers, couple hundred thousand subscribers, and he's got videos with millions of views. And I'm just like, how does he get away with this? 
Mm. Or maybe he maybe he dished out the cash for some kind of catalog. He may have, you know, at, at, at that point. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I I, I just always wonder because everybody else is so careful about fair use and saying that I'm, I'm going to use this. It's fair use right. or, you know, like you had it. But he's just always just uses the music, uses the clips, uses the fonts. And maybe he actually no problem. Maybe he actually works for one of the places, he might. That, you know, because like. uh Oh, one of those douchebags that was on YouTube, you know, that get a m- several million viewers, you know, type of douchebags. Right. <laughs> um, uh, he, what was I saying about this? <laughs> I was working for somebody. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It turned out like you know everybody thought that he was just like some kind of regular content creator. But, but in a long run, he actually worked for like Disney. You know, like oh, it, yeah. Who like, are you talking um, about? Do you even have a name? I want to say it's Logan Paul. Really? Yeah. I think that's what his name is. Kind of a douchey looking dude. I mean, he did have a deal with Disney not too long ago, but I thought it was a- I thought it was after he became Well, no, famous. I mean I, th- I don't know. No, I, th- I don't well, know he, he, about it, to be honest with you. I'm he just may have got one. Ass. I don't I don't know either. I'm just totally talking out my ass. I just know that he supposedly I, I had just seen some riff about it on oh. you know, other YouTubers talking about you know, it, it, I think it even had something to do with, you know, him challenging flat earthers or something. And and I don't get but, all that. But people, I, I don't know. But either way, <laughs> it came out that he, you know, was funded by like Disney and stuff. He had and, some corporate backing. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't so evident. So it just makes it look a little agenda driven when he, right. whatever things he would talk about or something. You just sure. Know. Absolutely. That's what happens. That's what happens when you start getting an audience and when you start getting advertisers and when you start getting money, you know, when you're funded by outside interests other than your own, that you have to take that into consideration. You know, I mean, you're not going to talk bad about your, about your advertisers. That's going to affect your content. And that's, you know, that's selling out is what they call it. Well, when you, and and how do you, it's one thing if you're sponsored by people who kind of put out a tangible product, you know, in such a way, but when you got, these massive corporations that own so much stuff. You never know. You could be talking about the star foam cup. And next thing you know, they're like, Oh, well, Disney owns, it's a subsidiary that makes that star foam cup. And <laughs> don't talk about it's not bad for the environment. Like right. You say it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of giving an example, you know, like it's, right. you never know when, when you're dealing with these huge conglomerates. It was the number one reason that I left news television news was because it was it's so owned by the advertisers and their content is so driven by your advertisers any negative story about any of your big advertisers was squashed any and anything good that was coming from your advertisers was promoted and and that was everything was so agenda driven it had nothing to do with your community or with you know or what was going on in your local you know courts or in your local you know, jails or in your local right. whatever. Like there was no real reporting. It was it was it all about bad people did. It was all something. about servicing your advertisers yeah. right. with your content, you know? So that's why it's why mm. I ran away from it. And the internet's like I mean the internet's changed the media game so much, but we're getting to the point where companies are starting to figure out how to control content again and how to Well they're probably gonna try, but I just don't know if they're, they're gonna not going to be as successful off. as they were with television, that's for sure. No. But it's still out there. 
It's well, still... they've, they've already done it like uh, with YouTube and YouTube is places like, like that. Yeah. YouTube is like deep platforming people that they don't agree with. They're like, they're, 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 right. they're starting to build a, a narrative, a political agenda that, that they want to, inf- that they want to endorse. I would like to set up a platform of, for people to do whatever they want to be a competitive platform. But then they're like, well, but what if they say stuff that just, you know, causes problems? It's like, well, I didn't, you know, <laughs> right. They're going to do weird shit anyway. Right. If they're weird people, whatever it is, they're going to do something bad. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to give it's, them, it's I'm a, not facilitating them really. It's in a really way. interesting to b- debate, like social media and that kind of a communication is a really interesting debate as to what the, you know, how do you deal with something like that? Because it's technically a private company. Right. That, you know, Twitter is a private company. Facebook yeah, is a private company. I Google, feel they have YouTube. the right to do that. But why would it's, they want to is, yeah, is, is right. my question. Why do they want to regulate well, it's, people? But it's just like it's just like what the, the traditional TV networks did. They want to control the narrative. They want to control what story gets out there. They want to control who gets heard. Because it they, they want the narrative to benefit them as, you know, as much as possible. And... And uh, they want to, you know, silence the dissent. And, you know, I mean, it's, but it is, it's, it's an interesting, you know, these, these, these companies are private, but at the same time, you know, the, you know, they're shutting, they're, they're, they're giving some people a platform and shutting right. down everybody else. And that's, <laughs> but again, is that their right as a comp as a private company to do that? You know, is it, you know, as much as I hate, how <laughs> GE and all and 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 well, all that manipulated NBC and all that they don't stuff, have a right like, to shut they? other people down. But do they? Well, it's their own platform. Well, sure, they can keep people from speaking on their own platform, about right? It. Um, but then I think they put a lot of money, you know, behind political interests and other agendas and and things, you know. Sure. Gun control is a big but, one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's it's just a, it's just a philosophical question. I mean, this is a, how we communicate nowadays. <clears throat> would you consider the internet a public utility as you would a phone? Would you? I mean, but then you have private companies that 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 provide the infrastructure for this stuff and that build the, the technology and that you know the software and you know it's their business. Like, I kind of feel like the internet. I mean, it's Almost a weird like, question, right? Well, even, okay, even when you're, okay, if we're not plugged into it, does it exist? Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> well, like if no one's using it. Oh, if no one's using it. Not just me, myself, obviously, if other people are <laughs> using it. But technically with, you know, does it still kind of exist without the machine or because the idea is there? We've used it before, so we know it's there. Right. So, what does what was what what was your point? And, with and that? well, yes, it's a it's a group of machine, you know, computers kind of making it exist. Right. But it's almost kind of like you know another dimension, right. in a sense. It's like this virtual place that we go to talk, to shop, to watch stuff, to experience things. Right. Uh, Billy, I got a sneeze coming on. Hold on. <laughs> So that's nice. Hopefully, I, I can. My allergies have been from, killing me lately, so yeah. I get it. I totally get it. But no, I mean, but yeah, I mean, my point is, is how do you how do you regulate? Well, well, I mean, just like how Facebook had such an impact on the 2016 presidential election. That's kind of my election. point. Can we do okay? Like, um, 
the phone, for instance. Right. Does the phone exist? You know, because they don't regulate the phone. I can say what the hell I want to say on the phone when I'm talking to somebody. Right. You know, the FCC doesn't regulate phone conversations. Right. Now. But you're only talking to. But I think there is. I, I think there are some laws about, you know. There are some laws about communication. I know well, that I for know sure. In, in the sense of we like, have the FCC, like obviously. What you, well, not just yeah, the, the radio, but like if FCC things that you do, like think, well, yeah, but the things you do with a phone, like if you do something illegal with a phone, like, like if you conduct a drug deal with your phone, um, maybe that's not exactly the best example, but kind of like that. You know, it is an illegal action with a phone. You know, I mean, you're saying you because you're using a. They don't monitor it. Well, they kind of do now. They always <laughs> they monitor. Always monitor. They always, it, yeah, they save everything. But I don't know. Phone companies are, con- phones are considered public utilities, right? Well, that's my point being is it's like this thing that, that kind of, it's like radio waves or something. I mean, I know you're not supposed to say certain things on the radio because it's regulated in that regard, but it's like right. this thing that exists regardless of. But what difference does that make? What I'm well, trying the, the, to say is... How can is, you regulate something that kind of... How would you? How would you and should you? These are private companies. You, know, you are, you're not being forced to listen. You can turn the channel or turn the right. station. So, I mean, should it be regulated? No, I don't think I should be able to say whatever you want. But when you are a company, a private company that's providing the platform, that's providing the service for you to spread your speech for you to share your speech or for you to consume speech and content. Do they have the right to censor what's on the platform? I feel they do. I don't agree with it. Right. Because if you're wanting to give, make a platform, the platform has to be able to hold everything. You know, if if you're wanting to give people voices to create and say what they want to say, even if you don't like it or agree with it, I think that you need to let them do it. Well, yeah, but I mean, so you're saying that Twitter shouldn't be able to censor their platform. They should be able to censor their platform. Well, I think, no, I'm saying they theoretically, they should be able to do it if they want. I don't think they should. I think that ethically, Right. If you're going to make a platform and let anybody say anything on it, it should right. be literally that anybody can say anything right. on it. But Not, what if, but you know, but what if people are saying misinformation or what if people are saying, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. Well, that's what they're it, do. I mean, that's what they are. They are censoring people that they don't agree with okay. politically. They are censoring, they are saying right. that you can't spread mis- misinformation. Yeah. And, about different things, you know, yeah. COVID things like that. Just all the weird stuff that they were, trying to say right so Um, it's just it's to me it's just an interesting question because i am for property rights i am for but you know i'm i'm for business owners to be able to make i don't want government intervention in what a business owner chooses to do and how they run their business and to their own detriment it could be their choices will make them successful or make them a failure it's it's right it's it's hard for me to wrap my mind around anyone being able you know to say well then what who's regulating who's regulating and what do they think is <laughs> the way okay I, the or way, not okay the way i the you way know? i see it is is they have the right to do it i don't agree with them doing it and that's not the choice that i would make if i was jack dorsey right. but they have the right to do it and the market should decide whether or not they want to continue using the platform there but there needs to be other alternatives for communication 
you know, why is there only one YouTube? Why isn't there more video? I know, I know there's video well, I platforms think a lot of times there. that there's been ones that have popped up and were around that they buy out. I think so too. And, and, uh, who knows what else? I mean, you know, I wouldn't with, with the fr- amount of money that they have. If you ha- if you had a small startup video service that you're trying to, I mean, right. to even begin to compete, I don't know even how much bandwidth you'd have or what. I don't even right. understand that shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I don't even know what I'm talking but about. I, I'm, I'm just wondering but, why we haven't had more sites pop well, up that would rival YouTube. How well, but. What I'm getting to is with the amount of money and computing power and knowledge that they have, do you think that they couldn't just destroy anybody electronically that tried to right. start one? Right. If they wouldn't sell, they're like, hey, we want to buy you. We'll right. offer you $10 million, like enough right. money to where you can't hardly say no. Right. Which is probably what they're doing. I yeah. Mean, and if you that's say how no. Google owns YouTube. That's how, right. you if, know. If you say no, I think that they will plague you to where you would never get off the ground right like just like hack attack Maybe. type stuff i mean know? i don't know i don't know what I their practices so. are i mean i don't well they're not that that's going to be a off book division of but if you have 99 percent of the marketplace who the hell cares if you have a competitor that has one percent i mean when you're youtube they have the marketplace because I, those are the kind of people that you know when you ask them what they want they say more right they don't want to lose nothing to nobody. Well, They've already gained it. It's and theirs. And the thing is, if they don't have government help doing it, I have no problem with well, that. Well, there's the issue. Yeah. Because they, they usually, you know. Do they have government help? I don't know what the collusion well, is between YouTube and Google and the government. I honestly don't. I To me, Google is more powerful than the federal government. To me, Google and the data that they have on, on people and their their ability, their, Facebook, yeah. their connecting of the world, to me, is way more powerful than any government. Well, and I, I think the government realizes that, which is why, you know. But they, that also makes some people very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. It's a really but weird it, situation. I mean, well, but I also think it's the only reason it's that way is because people give it to them. You know, I don't really Facebook too much right people freely give their information for, right for the convenience of shopping for the convenience of communicating for the community whatever they're you know whatever they're using the internet right. for they give they give away their information willingly i don't do a ton of shopping but i guess you know whatever i search for sure they're gonna be able to build something off of that i guess <laughs> i mean it's the same thing if you look at it or buy it it's it just doesn't really a matter. really interesting it's just we're, we're just in a whole new world business wise and and communication wise and and with the technology it's just there's just new questions is all I'm it's all I'm trying to say because i mean the reason that trump one of the biggest reasons that trump was so successful in the 2016 election was because he his he had a team that learned how to target market on facebook right and how to target advertise on facebook and that was crucial well that, that makes crucial. sense that, that it makes, makes sense. sense it makes perfect sense you know you don't you don't need you know you don't need to to spend millions of dollars for broadcast television commercials anymore you can just target advertise on facebook because that's where people are or on instagram or wherever you know whatever platform that you're on and that's and that was a smart thing to do. But then there's always the question of spreading false information and what's new, what's real, and what's fake, and what's. But I don't know. I just know. kind of think that's 
people's responsibility, their own personal responsibility. And that's how I feel about it. I mean, you know, ultimately, it's and if, an, and if an something individual is, responsibility. If something is truly, I mean, we have laws, you know, like slander and libel laws in right. some regards, but that doesn't necessarily apply to a lie, you know, I, <laughs> right. I, 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 to all lies. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, technically, you have the right to tell a lie. You have the right to free speech. Well, free speech, you, you, doesn't you have do, to be the truth. but but you know that's and it should be your it's your personal responsibility to decipher. Yeah, it just don't be so friggin' gullible. Don't be so gullible. You know, someone tells you something is making you an offer, especially if they're if they're trying to get money out of you. Right. Pause. <laughs> I still have a problem. Think I mean, it's, it still blows my mind that in 2020, people still fall for like phishing scams and shit. Like in all yeah. the you know online scams. Like how especially you, when when I how don't you even don't tell me that you're not getting you know text messages about thousand dollar Walmart gift cards and shit on your phone right, right. now. <laughs> and you know why? I got one like two days because, ago because <laughs> because whoever is sending them knows that everybody's getting money here soon. Right. They're trying to screw you over. Like, I just like, I find it amazing that people still click on those links and that people still right, respond to that to stuff. see what it is. Yeah, and it's like well maybe because I go to Walmart's <laughs> webpage, right. but is it from Walmart? No, it's no. not. <laughs> don't go there. Like, don't, how could you not know that? You yeah, know? and I, I don't I don't under why was <laughs> why why. No, I don't know. I like maybe I just maybe I give people too much credit. Like I'm such a my my whole personal philosophy is very objectivist and very power of individual. But maybe I'm giving individuals way too much credit in their education, in their smarts, in their maybe they're not as maybe maybe I shouldn't be so kind to people and give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, (laughs) I went to a lot, but I know. Probably, if you're the type of person that listens to this show, you you, you often look around and just think, "What the f?" <laughs> right. What is how you ask questions? How, how do these? How do how do so many people survive? Right. And then I wonder why I struggle at times. You know, like I, I don't, <laughs> it took I don't me a long time it. to realize that. I don't do things the way that everybody else does, or I don't think about things the way that it took me a yeah. long time to realize that it took me a t- long time to realize that, that I actually question things more than most people do. I don't know. Uh, I, I live inside my head a lot. And I think a lot of, me too. a lot of people don't, they just, <laughs> they go to work, you know, they come home, they got family and kids. They, they think about right. all they want to do is maybe just relax for a few minutes and watch a show that makes them laugh. Right. Go to bed, get them, do it again. Yeah. Maybe this weekend they'll get their, Take the boat out. <laughs> you know, we'll go four wheeling somewhere. Something. Yeah, you know, who, who knows? But we'll you know, museum. I can understand that when you, it's hard to pay attention to stuff when you got that much going on. It in is, your life. and you know, I mean, and I am not the normal person. Like, I don't have a husband or a wife. I don't have children. I don't. It's just me, and all I have to worry about is me. Right. That's fun. <laughs> I, I Which is it. really how I like it. That's yeah. the reason I am single with no children at my age is because of I've made those choices. It's not because right. like, you know, I mean, well, maybe there there probably is lots of things wrong with me, but <laughs> but I have like I have actively chosen everybody's, everybody's got problems. Everybody's got problems. But I have actively chosen not to have children. I have actively chosen not to right. be in a relationship. I have act, you know, this is this is how I choose to live my life. So I mean, I don't know, but it's given me a lot of time to sit and reflect 
on just ask questions. And, and I have to be honest, like you, especially when we were younger, it was because of you that I started to ask certain questions and I started to question things and I started to really know why you've never, (laughs) I mean, I was, you know, I, I was that, uh, that typical, you know, middle-class white kid that went to church and that was the social conservative and the Republican and all that stuff all the way up until I was in college. And I, but it was because I never questioned anything. I just, this was my, this was how I was raised. This was my family. This was, you know, these were the things that I was taught to believe in and I never questioned anything. And it wasn't until I was in my early twenties or late teens, early twenties when I got out on my own. And then, you know, my friendship with you, you've just made me, you always made me question stuff. You, and you never, but you, you never, you've always been that way. Well, I, at least in, I, my, in my opinion, it yeah, feels well, like you've all, you've never, you've never just accepted what's in front of you. I like was you thinking always... things, you know, at a young age, but it's hard to kind of put my finger on it. Like I said, I, I don't think I knew what to do with thoughts about philosophy <laughs> you right. know, or well, and anything. cannabis also opened my eyes as well. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what you know. I didn't start using cannabis Definitely, until my late teens, that early twenties, and that but, was what really helped as well. But I, I think one of my big, you know, just like every, I not every, but a, a good majority of boys growing up, if your dad's around, you end up riffing with them when you're about <laughs> when you start going through puberty. Basically, right. it's you just 13, kind of 14, a it's 18, an animal it's thing, and it happens. There's right. nothing you can do about it because right. you're is you're too male. You know, I know some it's people the, aren't gonna like hearing the male animals. Right. You know, well, it's the same reason. You girl, have a lot of the same girls behaviors. turn into horrible, horrible bitches yes. when they're about 13, yes. 14 years it, old. <laughs> it's just it's a lot of hormones, and and you know, it's a tough time in life. You know. I'm, they start getting a whiff of it when you're that age, and you and you you get crazy. All right? And can so, we, can we put a pin in this for a second? Because this dog is about to explode. Yeah, I think he has to go. To the <laughs> oh. All, All right. right, short break. We'll be back in a second. I don't even remember where we were. I was you getting ready. I was getting ready to say. So what are we just talking well, about? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I don't know. I should we go we, back? I should thought we, we were going to listen. Should we check we... the tapes? All yes. right. We need to go back to the tapes. <laughs> We need to go back to 1974. And yeah, I was I was in the middle of making a point. <laughs> you I were, think. and I'm so sorry, but the dog had to go. All right, let's let's go back and listen to where we were, and then we'll pick it up again. All right, do you remember where we were? Yeah. So as I was saying, you know, at that time of of, of life, <laughs> sorry, I mean, I, allergies. Kind of like started questioning things. Was like, you know, when you get a, when you don't get along with your your dad or something, and you know, in the situation, I guess, you know, maybe you know, I'm a pretty decent kid for the most part, from what right. I recall. <laughs> uh, you were a good kid. We were both good kids. Uh, yeah, just we were pretty sheltered. So there's a lot of times where I couldn't go do stuff that Very a lot of my much. friends might have been going to do. Very much sheltered. And and I just didn't understand why, you know, we would fight about that stuff. And, and right. it just seemed after, you know, there was no reason why. See, you know, I never I questioned our something. parents, which well, I was, I was, and, and so that was kind of, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's not like, you know, sure. He's your dad. He doesn't want you to go somewhere. He doesn't want you to go somewhere. Right. But, uh, it just kind of made me start to question, you know, cause yeah, I always, you kind of thought that your parents are perfect. I mean, I, I mean, it my, wasn't that they were perfect. I just always had the attitude that right. if they had a rule, it was, it was for yeah. my best interest. Like they, 
whatever their reasoning was, sure. it was, you know, and, and that was my you know, naive little uh, the way we me. were raised, you know, I, it, it wasn't like a lot of other people. I understand that, but you know, I just didn't really question them too much because they were my parents. Right. And, uh, but when I could see that it didn't make any sense at times, yeah, some of those things, it, it, it I started to realize, you know, that the older I got, the more, you know, it didn't take too long for me to realize that my parents are people. They're humans. Yeah. They're people. That are just, that, that, that are, are as clueless as I am. Flawed. Yeah. And, and that just kind of, I don't know. It, it just, took me, it was weird to, see, to I wrap did, my mind around these kind of right. things. And then if, if if I'm sitting here having all these questions about whatever, then did they ask these questions? And what you know, are their opinions on these? Yeah, and issues? you know, and if I if I ask them and they didn't think about it, well, then why? You know, or or are they the way they are because they didn't ask these questions? And right, but then some some questions about some things might have been. Well, we don't really entertain those kind of things, you know. Right. Whatever it was, I don't know. I'm just, there's a lot of different examples. Well, for you know? me, it wasn't questioning my parents at first. For right. me, it was questioning my religion sure. and what, what I was taught as far as because. Well, if I questioned my parents, I was questioning my religion. My religion told me not to do that. Right. Well, that was, that was, that was going to be my point was we came from a family that was very socially conservative because of biblical influence. And because I started questioning, well, you know, why, why is being gay wrong or why is it wrong to have an abortion or why is it wrong to have sex before you're married? And when I started, well, that was a big one. That right was there. a big one. Because I knew I, I definitely didn't. did that. <laughs> right. Well, of course. And, well, but in, in like, it's not like, you know, after I, obviously people did it or else I wouldn't right. be told that I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> they weren't right. dead. Right. And I'd do it, and then, you know, I didn't... It was just all these... Poof all... in a cloud of smoke and go to hell. <laughs> right. Well, it was, just, it was just all of these extreme social conservative rules and morals that it didn't make sense to me. It, it, it seemed to go against the human... Well, there's nature. Some, human, some things human nature. like Well, yeah, like when it, definitely when it came to, like, relationships and sex, you know, is... Or... or Sleeping around a whole bunch, good? No. It's not good. There's <laughs> right. a lot of reasons it's not good to do. It's exactly. not good for your psyche. It's not good for your health. Right. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I didn't understand why. I was made to believe that, like, you, yeah, it was like a seemed... horrible sin that you were just going to be a horrible human if you had sex before marriage, it's, if you it... if you did drugs, if you drank alcohol, right. if you weren't married, if you were you know, from a family that only had one parent. I mean, we were just, they were so conservative about, or at least our religion was, right. was so conservative about how life was supposed to be lived. And it seemed so in conflict with my experiences once I got to college and started meeting different people of different cultures and different backgrounds and different religions and different upbringings. And it's, I started realizing that what I was had been taught wasn't adding up to my real world experiences with right. people and my own choices. Like I wanted to have sex before I was married. Like I didn't have any plans to get married anytime soon. So was well, yeah, I supposed why, to why not have you, sex why, when I was why in my, can't you do these things? Right. When, 
everything inside of you is screaming to do it. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, does that make me a horrible, like, like, does it make me a sinner? Does it mean I can't go to heaven? Like, it just, it, it my religion became. Like how, on, a, how on earth am I supposed to control this <laughs> until I meet somebody right. that I want to marry? And my religion just became kind of my, like, and I hate using this term, but it, it kind of became an emotional prison because it was like, I was being told that this was how I was supposed to live my life and these were the correct choices, but that didn't line up with how I was feeling and it didn't line up with the choices I was making. And it, you know, I mean, it, that was where, that was where I really started to question everything about, you know, what I had been taught religion in itself. Well, um, all of those, I things. just kind of feel like a lot of it is just dogma, right? It's just, just religious, you know, different groups deciding, you know, for the most part, they all kind of generally agree that you're not really supposed to have sex out of marriage. Most of them, you know, as far as Christian religions are concerned, right. you know, whether it's Catholic or Protestant, whatever it is, you know, they generally are, all kind of why agree are religions on that. so obsessed with sex lives? That's that is a good question, <laughs> but I, you know, they mostly agree that you shouldn't do it, right? But they know people do it, of course. Um, they, they don't, I just don't understand why religion just seems to be so. Just so obsessed, so, caught up, on so caught up with with your sex life, with you know, I mean, and, and that kind of morality. I don't understand that because it just seems like you know, it, well, it, it just it it. I think the it's, reason it's a standard that even they can't live up to. No, for the most part, obviously, uh, right? Uh, I think it just has to do because you know. It, we were emotional beings. We're self-aware beings generally. You know, we, we're we not just animalistic in the sense of trying to pass on genes. Right. You know, uh, I, I, I think that sometimes you find yourself in situations dealing with, you know, people's emotions and, and baggage and whatever when you don't really want to just because you decided to have relations with someone when well, you probably, sure. you know, we, we can talk about you know i, I, I get it, why it's, it's it just creates a lot of stress well, that is very unnecessary well, in your of course life it does if, but 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 that's to me neither here nor there like yes they're okay maybe it it does have some relevance yes if you if you have, if you are sleeping around with a bunch of people before, you know, and you're not in any kind of committed relationship, that can result in a lot of bad things. It can result in, you know, it can result in disease. It can result in an unwanted pregnancy. And then, in a, in, you know, and then you're hooked to somebody for the rest of your life over a child. Or it can, it can bring right. all kinds of, yes, there are consequences to that action. But to actually make that action like this horrible, Consider horrible. Consider a sin that you go to hell for. Right. Like, is, like, it's like, it's something, it, it's something right. to be shamed of. I mean. Why, why would. I well, and that's what I'm saying. I just I don't necessarily feel like you know human mistakes, like human emotions. If you're not like just you're not generally genuinely performing an evil act when you meet someone that you like and you have sex with them and then you end up pregnant right. and next thing you're in a relationship, you get married, then you get divorced because you shouldn't have gotten married because you were young or what, <laughs> you know, why would that be considered a sinful thing that, you know, or, or, or a hell of something that sends you to hell? Right. Well, it's just, it's, I just don't understand the, the strict, strict morality of social conservatives and like it, 
if that's how you want to live your life, right. then live your life that way. But to have it like be this, when you're in a church and you don't live your life, if you don't dress modestly or conservatively like this group of people dress, or if you don't have relationships like this group of people have, right. like their structures, like it's like, it's so, it's such a focus. Like to me, that's what, that's what church is all about is, how much you're not sinning or how much you are sinning or how like, and we have these rules and these rules are sins. And like, it just, it was basically, it felt like it was a system set up where you were going to fail no matter what you did because. Well, you're always told that. You're, one. That's the thing. Like it always felt like I was like, I was a horrible person for wanting to do these things or thinking about these things or, you know, I mean, was well, I a you're horrible? You're constantly falling short. You're constantly. Constantly. And I, and I didn't no matter like how. that feeling. Cause I mean, everyone that I, I, I thought, you know, a lot of the people in there, you know, they're good Christian families. They're married. You know, they were going to work, going to church. You know, how how much else could they be doing that they could be such horrible people where <laughs> right. every Sunday they got to get told that they're just not good enough. <laughs> right. And, and you know, I know that, you know, you might not think you you sinned this week, but that in itself is a sin because you did. <laughs> right. And to because say you, you don't, because you were born with sin. You're just lying sin. to yourself. You're born with sin. Right. We are just and, evil human beings. And, and and I and again, I'm not trying to bash on religion. I'm not, not trying to bash that. on Christianity. That just a lot of that depends respect, on where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> the, the type of preacher that you have for for right. a place. But I just feel like this this expectation of some kind of extreme social moral code is just I don't understand why that's the expectation for for like and when people want to try to legislate that I don't get it at all like well dictating people's bedroom behavior bedroom behavior or what they put in their bodies or how who right. they choose to spend their time with or how they spend their time or if you want to pay someone to have sex with you or if you know right. like or if you want to do this drug like why do you care so much about what other people yeah, do yeah people people obviously they're you know, those types of things, just, just, just two consenting adults, they're going to do it regardless. <laughs> well, it goes on all the time. I feel but... like people who make these moral laws or try to, to try to pass these moral laws or institute these moral laws in the society are generally saying, these laws aren't for me because this is how I already do things. But I'm making these laws for you yeah. because I want you to live the, your life the well, way I think you should live That's it. exactly what it is. You know? Instead of just, you know living your life how you want they want to force it on other people and and that comes from a lot of different angles it does not it can, just from it, a christian angle that we're seeing that with the liberals right now absolutely and everything like crazy. we're seeing we're seeing the exact same thing on the other side with these you know with with these uh um you know these pronouns and all that stuff for you know yeah, just, that kind of stuff speech, and just just, just speech and words and or if you don't you know if if you don't live your life this way, or if you don't believe this, then we're just we're we're canceling you, and yeah, we're not going you, to do, you know. If I even think you looked at a woman wrong, you are <laughs> off the air, right? Know, or, or, <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's just, just all of that. It's just right. all of this on both sides. But that's my point was with all of this was with that. That's what really started getting me to question or just question what the world around me, question what I've been taught, question what. Because every you know every tradition, everything that's around you, everything the system that you live in, that's all was created by somebody, some society, some person, some right. idea, and it doesn't because just because that's how we live doesn't mean that that's right or that's wrong. Or there isn't something better, or, or it's just just my point is I you know it's questioning and how many people really do question like 
their government or question their religion or question their, you know, why they work a 40 hour work week or why they, you know, why, why is yeah, this? Like why? Where do, not just how did that start and where did it come from? And Henry Ford was the guy that kind of <laughs> right. created the 40 hour work week. With yay. The, yay, 40 hours. <laughs> now, why? Why? Right. Why do we live with this? You know, why do we live, continue to live with laws that, that were made decades ago and sometimes almost centuries ago not rights and, and laws. yeah laws you, <laughs> you know, know laws like, they've made. like somehow we've all of a sudden just decided that because you know in the 1930s we needed social security that we still need to be somehow doing that today like why are all everything that you know why are your taxes being withheld out of your paycheck or why are just anything right. that you live with like why aren't you questioning you hate it <laughs> right <laughs> exactly but you know why don't we it just feels like and just even in this current situation that we're in why aren't more people questioning the numbers that are coming out with this covid thing why aren't right. people why aren't people questioning wait a second my governor or my county commission just absolutely shit all over the first amendment my right to peacefully assemble with people right. with these shelter in place orders why aren't we questioning these kinds of things well i don't understand how people don't question their their rights as much as as they should um things that are going on the government does and maybe people do more than i even maybe think. they do maybe they do maybe they're starting to i don't maybe know maybe i'm not on social media enough to see the discussion well, I, I think a lot of times though all they want to tell you is they talk about how health care is a right that's that's that seems to be the that's the only thing that they want to talk medicare about medicare for all rights. medicare for all and uh LGBTQ stuff seems to really pop up a lot. Well, aren't we past that at this point? <laughs> I would hope so. Like, are we all? Everybody just, knows you're gay. Everybody like, knows for whatever. You. Like, you can get married. Rock on. Yeah, it just <laughs> like okay, I'm awesome enough that's, already, right? Uh, but it does. It seems like well, and I think that this whole situation that we're in right now has really, really spotlighted and really put a. I highlighted the the real ultimate basic difference between the red and the blue states and the left and the right. Right. And I think what that is is do you want to live your life and be responsible for yourself and be free to do what you want to do with knowing that there's risk in that, that there's failure with that, that there's the risk of being offended by something or being upset by something or angry about something or do you want to live in a world where when something bad like COVID happens, you immediately look to the government and to your well, a, whoever is going to control your life and take care of all these things for you. People want a safety net. A lot of these people. It's like, well, I want to do what I want to do. And you can't tell me what to do. I can tell you what to do and what you can't say. <laughs> right. And as soon as I get a boo-boo, somebody's got to come take care of it. Right. I don't, and I, I don't understand why they feel like their personal responsibility outside of getting a job and stuff stops when they, when they get a cold or something. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's just, there's a, there's e either, there's just seems to be two sets of people right now. Either people that believe that it is the government's responsibility to take care of this, to, to take care of the resources and to take care of the spread. And we're supposed to do what they say. And we're supposed to just stop what we're doing and do what they say. There's those people. And then there are people that are like, wait a second. The only, you know, this is my responsibility to take care of my family, to make sure we have food, to make sure that I'm taking care of right. my people. Like there's just two different, there's just two different. Well, I, the only reason 
they want healthcare to be free is because it's expensive. <laughs> right. And it's only expensive because of government subsidy. Right. It would be way more affordable if they would just get out of it altogether. Right. And and, and insurance know, companies and drug companies are also the the cronyism and the laws created between those all of that. Is, get rid of insurance companies. Yeah. And then you're just you're you're dealing directly with a hospital, dealing directly with direct billing. You know, and and if the hospital starts to realize, holy shit, I can't charge people eighty grand. Let the market determine the prices. Yeah, I can't I can't charge eighty grand for for this surgery anymore because there's no insurance company that's going to fork out the money for it. Or that patient has the opportunity to go to this competing hospital and know that they'll only charge 30 grand for it. You know what I'm saying? Like once you're aware of the prices and once you're aware of, you know, that changes, right. It'll start to, they'll have to, if they want to do the procedure, then they're going to have to take what they can get. Right. If people can't afford that type you know, if there's no insurance set up, right. You know, and I mean, I, I, I'm still a, a proponent of, um, catastrophic insurance for, emer- you know, suffer emergencies. If you want to, you know, insure yourself against something really horrible happening sure. to you, I get that. But when it comes to basic everyday, yeah, definitely everyday healthcare, just I, seeing a doctor it and should, stuff should it, be cheap. There's as just, get there out. should be no reason why it shouldn't be fee-based, you know, direct payer, you know, whatever we whatever me and my doctor agree upon, right. there should be no reason why it shouldn't be like that. It could be a lot better than what it is. Absolutely. But, but just, but for the answer to be, well, the government should just pay for it all. And we should be able to just go in for f- technically free. That's just, you're just, you don't know what you're asking for. Well, it's not even, you, you don't even know what you're talking about. Obviously right. the government's not paying for anything. They, they don't, <laughs> right. they don't get money from, they get it from us. Right. And if you, you don't know that, that by now, where have you been? <laughs> right. Well, you get it from us, and they also create it. And they create, and they create it out of debt, thin air. And they yeah. create debt for, up for future generations to have to pay for your health care today. But just because they can have it created doesn't mean that, that that's – oh, it just messes up so much more crap. <laughs> well, you, you don't... the biggest – I think the biggest thing is, is first of all, because – especially when I watch Jimmy Dore and all his videos, it's just this expectation that it would be the government paying for something and you able to walk in the current hospitals as we have now. And like with, with these private institutions that are privately funded and they get, if they're not giving those private funds, if this is a government run hospital, it's not going to be the same facilities. It's not going to no. be the same service. It's not no, going to be they, the same. Yeah. They think they're going to walk in and see all these beautiful places. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's going to be depressing as shit. Right. And it's going to be, it's, it's just going to be, cutting corners at every possible level. And the biggest thing is that you, since you're not paying for it, since you're not paying for that service, they can make choices based on the cost of whatever procedure based, you know, well, you're giving them, you're, you're giving you're, them the control of yeah. all of that. Plus you're also looking at a future of where government can put on, put laws in place uh, where how much you can calories you consume, how, what you eat, how much you exercise, because all of that contributes to the cost of healthcare. And so if they're paying for our healthcare, what's going to keep the government from instituting laws for your behavior, for your eating well, and, for your, and for your exercise? And, well, it, it goes to everything else. You know, anytime you expect the government to take care of something for you, right? You know, it's the same with like, okay, your 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 safety, the Second Amendment, and guns. If if I give someone else the job of taking care of me, it's my right to do it. 
But if I kind of hand it over, I don't still keep it. I, I, I'm giving it, I'm charging right. someone else with this job. Right. And, and maybe they can for a while. Maybe they can't. But what happens when they can't? But I've given up that right. Exactly. Now I can't do it myself anymore mm-hmm. without getting in trouble because I don't have it anymore. Right. I've given it to someone else. I've given them the job. But mm-hmm. now I can't make a decision. Now if someone tries to hurt me, I can't stop them. Right. Because I, I it's kind of like just it's just so frustrating. It's kind of like when you're a kid and you live with your parents. Okay. So when you live with your parents, your parents take care of everything for you and you don't contribute to that in any way. And that's great. But what happens if a crisis hits? If your parents not around, if you have to take care of yourself, what do you do right. if you don't have your parents taking care what of you? What if you lose the parents? What if you lose the parents? Like, how do you, t- you know, how do you, and that's kind of oh, like, yeah, it's, you know, when, when government, when daddy government is, can't take care of you or if we're, or if they're putting in restrictions or rules or laws that infringe on your freedoms and are taking away your rights, like, are you just going to allow them to do that? Or are you going to stand up for yourself and take care of yourself? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm such an individualist. Well, I guarantee you right now with this stuff going on, there's a lot of people who might've been anti-gun that suddenly aren't. Right. I agree with you. I've actually heard, I've heard anecdotal stories, people that are, have always been, I've heard a few in the last week. That's the first thought when they first thought that, you know, toilet paper disappearing and they thought, you know, stores are going to start shutting down and stuff. They're like, man, we need a gun. Right. Cause they realize. Yep. I've heard I've heard stories like that this week. So it's definitely changed. It's oh, definitely changing some people. The good thing is, and here's the interesting thing though, is that a lot of those assholes live in the places where they were saying that guns were not essential. So then they couldn't get it. <laughs> right. And they're like, but it's my right. Right. It says I can get one. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Because you, 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 you know, here you are. Here's what you asked for. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I just, you know, and now with your red flag laws, you know, it's it, so a liberal say a liberal is like, Hey man, you know, I got a little scared out here and I got a gun. I was scared about this COVID thing. So I went and bought a gun and then they freak out and they want to call the cops and say, Hey, my friend's freaking out over COVID and went and bought a gun. I think they're going to hurt someone. Right. And the cops show up and just to take the gun that they just bought because of red flag laws that they put into place that just allows anyone to say anything yeah. and, and cause the cops, a judge to allow the cops just to come and take your guns from you without a warrant or just, or, you know, uh, Without due process. No. I, I don't know. I what just, you get? <laughs> I just think that we're in a really weird place right now where we're either going to get, we're either going to go towards the laissez-faire side or we're going to go more towards the control socialist, socialism, like socialism side, like in, a, in an extreme way. And I think the extreme is, is towards the government. I think that's what's going to end up happening because I never want to go the other way. Oh, well, No. <laughs> Laissez-faire capitalism is never okay. Like no one will ever, they just cannot relinquish that 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 regulation, that little bit of regulation, and mm-hmm. and, and that's where it starts. It starts with just a little bit, but then it always becomes a lot. And 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 here we are, you know, dealing with crony capitalism, and people don't like capitalism because they think they're the same thing, and they're not. Yeah. You know, if if we had, if the government was completely, completely out of business 
had nothing to do with it. And as long as someone didn't, perp- you know, fraudulently try to screw you over in business, then, then you have the government to help you out because right. that's illegal. That's what they're there for. They're the judicial system. That's right. what it's supposed to be there for. Right. But, but, but other than that, you know, you should be able to do business between each other without any type of real rules or anything like that. As long as you don't do something that ends up, you know, hurting a lot of people or lying to people, stealing their money, things like that. Right. You know, and, and the and market's going to court system is for to resolve those. Yeah. Matters. And the, and the, and the, the market's going to you know, weed a lot of stuff out just on its own. Right. You know, we, we it's just so dumb. I mean, <laughs> it's so easy to see. It really feels like it is easy to see, but it's, you know, people will vehemently argue with you on the other side. Like, you know, just as passionately as I have an objectivist theory of the world, there's people that are just as passionate on the socialist theory of the world. But I, I don't, I don't understand. But I don't feel it. like they've. It's easy to. I mean, maybe maybe it's just me, but it just seems easy to grasp. You know, a more objectivist type of side because it just. Even like our parents and stuff, they're super conservative and stuff like that. They're really a lot more objectivist than they realize. Right. But they're stuck in these I think Republican most people these are. party these party ideas, you know, and towing these party lines. Granted, they have their religion too, which right. you know, kind of screws up objectivism in some ways. It can if you let it. It doesn't right. have to. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Um you know, you might make a lot of your decisions based off of religion and stuff, but objectivism still uses the same types of values in a lot of ways as far as just kind of allowing, if you want to live your life, this, this was another thing, you know, with like church and stuff, when we were growing up, when I realized, you know, if I want to live my life the way I want to live it, then I have to let other people do the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a really hard thing for people. You know, what gives me, you know, if I want to live this way, if I have a right to be able to choose this. Right. Whatever this is. I have chosen this. Right. So how can I force other people to think the way I do if this is something that I was able to choose? Right. Exactly. And that's where it comes down to. It's very hard for people. It's very hard for people to really grasp that, you know, because you want. I think the natural tendency for many is to want other people to do like you do. And, you know, cause it's validation, it's validation that you've chosen correctly or it's validation that you figured it out, you know, it's and fitting in, it's fitting in, you fit and, in somewhere. And, right. and everybody wants to fit in. Right. Cause you need community. You need, you gotta have sure. it. And, and you know, if that floats your boat, that's okay. You know, and as long as you're not, you know, shoving things down other people's throats, regardless whether it's religion, whether it's just a gay lifestyle, whether it's anything. I don't care what it is. If you just, just don't shove it down people's throats. <laughs> right. You know, just live your life. Right. And, you know, and if you harm others or their property, then there should be consequences. You and if to, you don't, then someone should, should be just... able to work, you know, and, and, and when it comes to the healthcare thing, you know, here's the big thing is that, you know, even in, you know, like the objectivist idea that in nature, you know, even animals kind of have to like work for food. Right. Nature doesn't just provide it to you naturally. Right. You have food to is go not out. A right. right. It's not a right. It's something you have to earn it somehow. Yeah. And you have Same to do something. You have to work. You have to produce in order to be able to get these things. And the right. same with shelter. Mm-hmm. 
you know, sure you can say animal, yeah, animals get it in nature. Well, but they're animals, and it's not what not your standard of what right. you need. Well, as human, a human. humans can get it in nature if they really want. Yeah, if to, you want to live in a cave, <laughs> right. go for it. <laughs> right. But you know, if you want something, you got to work for it. Right. And in nature, if you get sick. It doesn't build you a fucking hospital. <laughs> oh, no. You know, it doesn't just automatically bring it to you and, and, and provide you with the stuff you need. Now, in, we can say in nature, yeah, there's all the plants and everything you need for all those things because that's how, you know. But there's somebody that's been educated to use those You've got to learn how to do it. <laughs> right. And if I, you know, and if I make it right and, and I, I don't know how to do it myself, then I force someone else to do it for me that knows how. Exactly. And that's and that's the problem with calling healthcare a right, because you right. have to force somebody else's talent and labor to be used for you. Right. This guy went to school and I'm and I'm gonna make him take care of me. Right. Or this lady went to school and I'm going to make her treat me or whatever. Like you just that's you have to that's just insanity. It is, and it's just a, you know. Would you like it if you know you went to school for you know be, to be an accountant or whatever, and someone was like, "Well, accounting's a right. I don't, I don't, <laughs> right. I don't have to do math. I don't have to math and take care of my finances <laughs> whatsoever. You have to do it for me, right? Mfr, you know, like <laughs> exactly. why, why, why is that so? Why is why why it's do people expect thing. right? You do not have a right to be healthy or to have health care. You know, if you were growing your own garden and you, you think you're. You know, and we don't have food. You think your neighbor's not, and he's not doing it. Does he have a right to what you made? Right. But he's got to have food. But in socialism, it's, it's each according to his need, each according to his ability, you know? And that's, and that's, that's what, or that communism, which is pretty much socialism. There's some, there are some differences, but not many, but anyway, it's an evolution, but you know, some people believe that just, I guess that, they automatically people are just going to contribute their talents for the greater good. Right. If, if the government forces them to do so, but that again, takes out the human element of it of no, people are not going to do things for the greater good just because it's the, for the greater good. People need incentive. People need, you know, to be, have incentive to take care of themselves and to, and to, you know, if they're going to right. create, and, they want the fruits of their labor. And regulating those types of things is never going to work. Never. Because, you know, there was people that were born in communist Russia. There were people that were born in that 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 thing, but they still rebelled. They didn't like it. Right. The only people that liked communist Russia or Soviet Union were the people at the top. Right. You know, the people in charge. Yeah. So. And there's, you know. We've got such a mixed society of all these different things. You know, we've got we we've we've got more legs in different things. We're we're both socialist, we're fascist, we're what, what were we saying? We've got an oh, we've got an oligarchy, oligarchy in charge. We've got we got some capitalism in there because there are some kind of free markets out there. And somewhat, somewhat. But then we have a weirdly really weird fiat money policy, and then like it's just we have a we are. As much as we are a melting pot of cultures, we are a melting pot of government systems and ideas, right. and and they are not jiving, and they are not getting along. They're 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 starting to really, really rub on each other, right? And you're starting to see it, yeah. And you're seeing that the, you know, the systems that have been put in place, some of them are failing, you know, drastically, drastically failing, and right. at a at an astronomical level, these things are failing, and. 
the crazy thing is, is that as as much as they have done to us over the last few weeks and as much as our society has changed in like what feels like overnight, you know, capitalism is still a strong enough idea that we are still surviving. We are still, you know, I mean, we are we are chugging along. I mean, it's it's very we are incredibly we're wounded. Trying. We're incredibly yeah. wounded, but right. capitalism is such an amazing idea when you let the market work that it's still even at this even at this level that we're at right now it, it's still we're, we're still holding it together barely by a thread but we're doing it well, it's <laughs> it's gonna take time and, and but you still see you know it's the innovators that make stuff happen yes it is it is the innovators it's the risk takers it's right. the you know those are the people that are out there right now taking care of people it well it, are, it even even in things. even in crony capitalism is the same thing you still got to have innovators and risk takers that make things and, and that's why it's still even in crony capitalism there's still some semblance of market and freedom and the ability to right become rich right and so cuz you can yeah it's a lot harder <laughs> <laughs> right right and that's why people get you know that's why people get objectivism and Ayn Rand and all that Atlas shrugged so confused with what's going on today is because, you know, there, there are innovators. There right. are the, the Jeff Bezos of the world and the, you know, the Steve jobs and all of them that, that have created amazing things. And, and people get that confused with crony capitalism and right. how, you know, how some of these people have became so wealthy. But the thing is, everybody wants it. Everybody wants to be that successful. Right. You know? But in a socialism world, in a socialist world, nobody gets that successful. No. You no, know? No, 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 because, you know, if the government, you know, uh, they nationalize everything yeah. and stuff, there's just, there's no reason to innovate. There's no reason to do anything. No because competition. Like, I'm, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to cap out at this amount of money and you're still going to take half of it from me, if not more. Right. You know, the, 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 the higher I get, the more you're going to take from Or me. I'm going to create this business and you're just going to take it from me. So right. why even bother? Yeah. I'm, if, if I create a business that gets big mm-hmm. and the government decides they want to take it. Which is what they do in socialism. Yeah. Because it's by the people. Nobody can have that property. Nobody can have that, you know, a socialist country in its truest form is where the people, the workers own the means of production. Right. So no one person can own it. And it, it just changes everything. And so, you know, but I mean, when it when it comes down to it, as as harsh as it may be to hear, Ayn Rand was right. It's the creators. It's the innovators. It's the risk takers that make the economy what it is. It is. <coughs> and in a, in a capitalist society, the great thing about it is, is that you don't have to be one of those people in order to benefit from it. That's what's so freaking great about it. Right. If you want to be a worker, be a worker. Yeah. If, if you don't want to take the risk, if you don't want to, you know, be at the at the top and have that responsibility, if you don't have to put in that kind of hours or work, fine. You don't have to. But in a capitalist society, you can find your niche to where you can still benefit from other people right. that are, are taking those risks. And if you're going to stay in that, if you're just going to be a worker... <laughs> Personally, I just I think you need to shut up. <laughs> right. You need to shut up when it comes to a business. If you're not the one taking that risk, you're not the one trying to run it, and and you have no idea what it takes and all the things that you have to stay on top of to make it happen. Right. I just I just don't. If you don't like it, get another job. Exactly. You know, or or do something that's going to move up in the company where you do get more money or something. I don't know. Exactly. But if you don't like it, just shut up. Yeah. 
I mean, if you're not willing, if you're not willing to put in that work, if you're not willing to put in that risk or to get that education or to, you know, put in all your time into these ideas and into this, you know, building something, if you're not willing to do all that, then I really don't feel like if, you know, if you want the right to just be a worker, then fine. Well, but if that's it, not your, then, then you're not, your voice to me is not relevant when it comes to, you know, the big stuff. You know, as a worker, you feel like you're <coughs> paycheck to paycheck and everybody's taking money from you, bills, things like that. Try starting a business. As soon as you try to say you're starting a business, doesn't matter if you're doing it on next to nothing. If it's <laughs> if it's literally an e-business and everything else is something that you create with your hands. If people know that you have a business, they think you have a business. They come out of the woodwork asking for money. Yes, they do. <laughs> they will try to get your money. Yes. They, you know, and that's it, everything from selling products to you to yes. asking for donations to oh, donations are daily. Daily. If, if you have a brick and mortar place, you know, people are in and out of your store all the time asking for money. Always. You know, it's constant. Yep. And you got to tell people no. You got to learn how to say no because you can't <laughs> give to everybody. You got to do right. these things. You know, the workers don't have to deal with this stuff. Starting a business isn't easy. And running a business isn't easy. And the bigger the business gets, the harder it gets. And when you have all these people's livelihoods in your hands based on the decisions that you make, that's a big job. And therefore, you should be compensated accordingly. You should also have the a bigger risk, a bigger reward, and also a bigger failure. Well, it's not just the decisions you make, but the decisions you make on who you trust right. to run things for you. Right. I mean, there's so many things that, that you got to worry about. I mean, I got to worry, you know, you're a worker. I got to worry about whether or not you're going to show up. Right. You know, hopefully I hired a guy that hired another guy that hired a guy to hire you. <laughs> but if you're not, but the point is, is if you're not happy with your wage or if you're not happy with your job, we still live in a society and capitalism creates a society where you can get out of it and choose to do something else for whatever your motivation is in, in a, in a truly capitalistic society you know that's why you don't want unions that's why you don't want minimum wage laws you want the freedom to be able to negotiate where you work and how much you make based on what you bring to the table and you give that away when you allow government intervention you live you give that away when you allow collectivism and when you allow unionized group think you know right. you, you you give all of that away you give away your own personal power you know, if you're at McDonald's and you're and then you're unhappy that you're making a minimum wage, which is eight or nine dollars, then put in the work and move up to the assistant manager position where you're making eleven or twelve dollars right. an hour, or or get or well, get into their franchise program and start being a manager where you're making forty or fifty grand a year. The whole reason you're there is just to get a skill set, just to show up on time. So when <laughs> have a good reference, so when you that's the ask, that's entering the marketplace. When you try to get a better job at a different place that pays more money, right? You have a you history. You say, hey, yeah, I worked here for the last six months or right. a year or whatever, and I showed up. I was always there. Call my boss. He'll talk good about right. me. You know, that's that's what those jobs are for. It's to enter into the marketplace. And when you when you put in a when, – when you falsely put a price control and when you falsely put in a, a minimum wage, it takes away the power, especially for the people at the bottom who are trying to get into the marketplace. Yes. You take away their power to be able to negotiate a wage that they're willing to work for with no – that's that's, you know – with you know when uh, illegal immigrants come in and get paid under the table and get those lower wages, right. well, they 
that's those kind of things wouldn't happen. Right. That thing kind of stuff wouldn't have happened as, as much because that's one of the reasons why. And, you know, this is a very layered topic, but the one of the reasons why the unemployment rate so high with black men is because we priced them out of the marketplace with the right. high minimum wage is because we have shitty schools. They aren't able to get education. A lot of the laws that are in place incarcerate them at a higher rate. And so between all of that, you know, they, if you're a felon or if you have, you don't have a high school diploma or if you're, you know, in that situation, you're not going to be able to go to a job and demand $15, $20 an hour right. because you don't have the skill set or the education. Done? What have you done? So it prices them out of the entry level to right. the marketplace. And then with the kids and stuff, kids that Same never had any jobs. Teenagers of any yeah, race. Teenagers are not going to be able to find jobs anymore because I, I you don't know shit. I'm not going <laughs> right. to pay you $15 an hour to be a butthole. Right. I'm going to be, play on your be, phone. Before I pay a teenager with no yeah. skills $15 an hour, I'm going to automate the job. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to pay them to, to play with their phones no. and, and act like they don't want to do something <laughs> right. or think it's gross right. or whatever. You just do it. That's what I'm paying you for. You know, but I'm, gonna, I'm not paying you $15 an hour to do those jobs. The point is, is that anytime you, whatever your intention, even if your intention is good, yes, I want everybody to have a living wage. I want everybody to be able to take care of themselves. I absolutely want that. And I want to provide the best environment for that to happen. The difference is, is that I want to provide the environment. I don't want to dictate it from on high. If you try to, you know, when you try to surgically manipulate different parts of the economy, you, you always get unexpected results. And it's usually stuff that you don't even realize is happening. Right. And then you can blame this, that, or the other for whatever the whatever the unexpected consequence was of that, then you can blame whoever for that consequence when it's really that your government interference is in, right. you know, it's like that's really the big reason why you're getting this result. It's not because the Republicans are in power or because the Democrats are in power or because this, that's because the intervention itself has caused yeah. the problem. Or, or, or this amount isn't enough. Oh, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's not it's always, that. It's because they started getting involved in the first place. If yes. they would have stayed out of it, we wouldn't be having this argument. Exactly. And, you know, and at some point, just like when the unions got started, you know, they, they kind of did a good thing. People were getting taken advantage of and stuff they needed to eat right. and things like that. But, you know, and they... They said enough. Well, right. we're just not going to do it. Right. We want more. Right. And, and there is power in that. And there is there's, there's power in and that. And that makes sense in certain situations. But you don't have to unionize to get those types of results. No. If someone doesn't pay you enough to do a job, you just don't work there. Right. So either somebody will do it or they won't do it. Exactly. And if you don't want to do it, you don't, don't do, do it. Don't do it. <laughs> exactly. It's that simple. Right. Exactly. You know, but but to sit there and, and if it's a job you don't like and say, well, it's just not enough money. You need to pay me more for this. What gives you the right to say that? Right. Why did you take the job? Yeah. You know, no if, one's if making you come here. Man. If, right. If you don't like being paid nine dollars an hour, then go somewhere else or get yourself some skills to where you can demand more. Right. Like it's that that's what a free economy and a free market is, is the freedom to do that. What's but, your right to work is. Yeah, you have a right to work. You have a right to try to provide for yourself and for your family. And that's, but but to think that you can have that dictated somehow through a minimum wage or through a UBI or through whatever it is, a free health care. Right. That's just, you're, you're asking the wrong questions and you're barking up the wrong tree. You're going to screw up the market even more beyond <laughs> all you can possibly right. imagine. Right. You know. What you want is a open free marketplace with an even playing field with equal opportunity so everybody can jump in and do it and put the effort in that they want to put in and put the, you know, get the education that they want to get 
and, you know, and put their skills in the marketplace they want to do it. And whether it's success or failure, you know, that's the risk you take. But it's much better than having than have the government implementing the absolute worst or minimum for everybody. Right. right. You know, that sounds lame. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you been watching this week? Since we've all been quarantined and we've all been, we're all watching an insane amount of television. What have I been watching? What have you been watching this week? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Well, I'm I'm interested. You know, what I watch and what uh, the significant other in in the life watches, you know, it's not, it's not You sometimes get roped into watching things that wouldn't, wouldn't be your first choice. Right. Some stuff is great. Right. You know, but I'm just not much of a TV person. I love watching shows. I like series. I do like them. But mm-hmm. me, myself, unless I'm kind of like sitting there and someone else turns it on, a lot of times I probably wouldn't see it out. It's not something you seek out. Right. I just like, I like watching short stuff about things I like, cars. Right. You, you know, like philosophy. You're really big like into that. the YouTube videos. Yeah. I, I'm kind of a short, not, not, it's not like I have a short attention span at all. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like to find, you know, maybe kind of like an introduction of something that I might want to find more about. Right. You're just trying so to I, learn I, about I different skim through topics, little things, what's going things. on. Yeah. You know, just little stuff. And it's then, more of an information gathering I, yeah, process. I just like information. <laughs> right. That's what I like doing. You don't, you don't like to be blindly entertained or numbly entertained. No. You prefer, if you're going to be consuming content, you want some kind right. of an educational purpose. To right. It. I, I'm, I'm more in the, amusement than amusement gotcha uh, very, but very well when it comes to amusement um <laughs> you know started watching uh the new season of uh west world oh you did yeah interesting i still haven't gotten past season one uh big twist things are going crazy i mean it was pretty crazy as it was i mean it, it's one of those shows where you know it does help to watch a YouTube video where someone for some reason is able to put it all together a lot easier than I can. In that's my head what really gets, that's what really gets me is like, I consider myself to be a pretty intelligent person, <laughs> right? but, but then s- I see some of these breakdowns of like series and episodes and character arcs and storylines. And I'm like, Holy crap. Are they just making this shit up? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, they is reading there really a, way more is than there what really that much phil- philosophy behind Rick and Morty? Like, is that, you know, is there really sure. that much? Is there really this much to each character? Or are they just trying to be really, really funny? Exactly. They're just being raunchy you know, as hell. You know? Right, right. And, and obviously, <laughs> they, they, there's got to be some truth to what they're saying because there, there are it, There's times r- where I hear it, I hear it yeah. and I'm like, that makes total sense. Like, Absolutely. yes, I get that. that Absolutely. But how did you come to that? Like, wow. Like, were, that, were you taking notes while you were watching these? Like, what were you doing? Well, like, and I think that's, that's maybe the difference in, in maybe like the way the mind works when it comes to consuming content consuming content either you're i i think you would pick to pick up on that stuff if you had more of a creative mind like to create the stuff right and you know i like to think i have a relatively creative mind but definitely <laughs> not in that respect i can't i can't make a story my we thought process story doesn't like work that way but once it's pointed out to me i'm like it makes perfect and total sense right, i get right. your, i get your i can argument. get it i, get I can that. definitely get right. it but can i make something that deep I don't right. know. There's so many layers. Right. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, man, Rick and Morty is starting here soon, isn't it? Yeah, I think they're bringing the second half of season four. Exciting. And I'm excited about that. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, well, I had uh, a big week in oh, the television department. Really? I did. 
What'd there you... was two series finales that I watched this week. Oh. Um, one for a show that I have loved every second of, and as I believe is probably the example of the absolute perfect television show. Oh man. And then there's one that was really good at the beginning and then just totally lost its way. Mm. So the first one was on uh, Tuesday night was the series finale of Schitt's Creek, which ah, I believe, which Creek. I believe is the perfect television show. It was a really good show. It was, <laughs> it was very funny. I thought what I, what I really like about it, and I'm not going to do any spoilers because that would be horrible. If you haven't seen Schitt's Creek, I highly recommend it. The first five seasons are on Netflix. Season six is on Hulu and season six will be on Netflix in a couple months. But what I really like about it is, you know how if, you know, and just using this as an example and this issue as an example, how when somebody is trying to push, not really an agenda, but a, a viewpoint, say that I believe that homosexuality is, a, you know, there's nothing wrong with gay marriage or gay people. Right. And usually in a, in a context of a television show, if that's the voice that you want. That's usually brought in by bringing in a gay character or bringing in a relationship in the current world that we have in the current context and bringing in the conflict between the current world that we live in right. versus this idea. Right. Of this like is okay. it, that, that's kind of a that's usually how it, it's done in, in pop culture. Their, their gayness is a is an issue in the an show. issue in the show. It's, right. it's, it's a source of it's a source of conflict. You bring in the, right. the, the, the traditional viewpoints you bring in. You have the argument, the conflict yeah, people that don't get along with them because they are right. And then you around, advance whatever. the characters based on these conflicts and things sure. like that. That's how usual storytelling is done when you're bringing in an idea that's might be new or might be different from the tradition. But what Dan Levy did with Schitt's Creek, which I find so fascinating, is that that his, his point of view is, is that, you know, everybody should be accepted, you know, whatever form of sexuality or whatever, you know, gay, straight, pansexual, whatever, like that you shouldn't be able to live how you want to live your life. That's his viewpoint when it comes to sexuality. But instead of preaching that into an existing world, he just created a show where there was no homophobia. Right. Where there was no, where, well, where there was no, uh, no one even there, really, there was no prejudice. Nobody said it wasn't even about it, it wasn't it was just not even it was just not even a thought. It was right. just this is how life is. I, I found that very a very interesting way to tell a story and to try to get a viewpoint across instead of preaching to you how great I think it is or why I think this should be. Here's what I think life would be if it was like this. Well, does that make sense? I, I kind of feel that. Believe it or not, I think that's more the way it is now. And people don't want to admit it. Now, in certain parts of the country, right. you're always going to run into more prejudice versus less. Sure. But we go down the coast and stuff. I think that's kind of how things are now. Right. And and there's always people that still have like their little personal prejudices, mm -hmm. you know, because. But it's a really neat way to, to, to tell a story to those places that are still very prejudiced and right. to those places that are still have homophobia. It's just a neat way. It was a, it was a lot of people related to it. And a lot of I know a lot of gay kids and queer kids and all that used that show and a lot, especially the red wine and white wine speech was a speech that kids used to tell their parents their right. sexuality. I think that was really cool that it was just like this is how it is in a world where you know right. this is just this is how it is, and it's not going. Nobody's going to die. Nobody's going to be you know. Nobody's going. You know, it's not going to hurt anybody. You know, they're not trying. Uh, homosexuals well, aren't recruiting least, people, or you know, like you know what I'm saying. Like well, it was just a neat way. It was to me. It was just a. It was just a neat way to present a viewpoint. Sure. 
and 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 letting people experience those things i don't think causes any more you know you talk about how it doesn't hurt anybody I say, well but it causes all kinds of confusion in them and then they won't be accepted at some places and blah 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 right well maybe that's kind of true but you know straight people deal with a lot of confusion in relationships and stuff and figuring out who they like or why sure. they like them or if they don't like them or whatever all the time just you gotta let people go through their stuff right you know deal with yourself yep and just let people do them yeah i just thought it was neat to bring in something that wasn't a source of conflict it was just this is how the world is right right. And i thought that was neat it's kind of inspired me for my own because uh, okay. i've always wanted to write a tv show and i'm going to do it i've got like all these different Ooh. ideas and it's kind of inspired me so uh, and then the other and then the other yeah, series finale what show went off the rails that's what i want <laughs> the other series finale was modern family oh really yes. that was, um, it was late... I, thought, I thought it already went off no right, see honestly. that's it, it went off the rails it just wasn't as good um, it went on for 11 seasons. Like the first, yeah, I haven't watched it in a long time. The first five or six seasons were really strong. Absolutely. And, Fantastic and, show. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it was really good from the jump. Like most shows, usually it takes a season or so to find their footing. Yeah. People stuff. to, to kind of get their, the characters, their characters to develop. And, yeah. But with modern family from the pilot, it was so good when, when, Cam, when Cam walks in with that baby that they adopted with the Lion King music. And that was in the pilot, <laughs> right? They're presenting this baby to the family and like from the pilot, that show was good. And for the first five or six seasons, it was good. But then I think I think the writers got lazy and it just the character development stopped or just kind of got a little weird. And it just kind of it just wasn't as funny the last three or four seasons. Uh, And the and on top of that, the series finale was kind of disappointing. Nothing really happened. I mean, it was it just the emotional buildup and the character development wasn't there. Well, after some point, how do you wrap something up like that yeah the story was told and the story was told six years ago so yeah well there's there's no there's no real struggle in the family as far as like they all have money they all have yeah you know they're they all have really good careers and jobs and and uh you know even the it's just the kids growing up more than anything yeah the the family how how they (laughs) get along right and then if if something goes that long then it kind of becomes regular almost like your neighbor's so unless your neighbors just move away, right. they don't just stop. <laughs> right. When does the story end? Right. How, how do you? They turn they wrapped it off? they wrapped it up with uh, Cam got the Cam got it because Cam's from Missouri, you know, yeah. and uh, he got a job at uh, like some made up Missouri college as their head football coach. He was the first openly gay head football coach in the NCAA. Oh. So they, hmm. they, they the show ends with Mitch and Cam moving to Missouri with Lily, and they they also adopted a new baby boy. Uh-huh. And then, uh, then uh, Claire and Phil become empty nesters because all three of their kids move out at the same time. Spoiler alert! <laughs> well, Modern Family to me is not that big of a. I mean, I'm sorry right. if I'm spoiling it for you. Yeah, and then, Man- and then Manny goes on. Uh, he goes on his trip for a year, and so all the kids leave. Mitch and Cam moves away, and uh, right. I guess it would make sense. Yeah. You know, so life goes on, you yeah. know. But it was, it was, yeah. But but to me, Shit's Creek, there was. That was the most beautiful ending to the most amazing series. And Moira Rose in that papal outfit in like a golden long blonde wig was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> that life. That was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love everything about Moira Rose. I love everything about every character, to be honest. There wasn't one thing about any character that I didn't like. 
Like right. every choice that was made by every character and the reasoning behind it made sense to me. And it just, it was, it was so great. It was, and I think the the relationship between Patrick and David was one of the yeah, best relationships show. ever. It was a good show. It was. I'm trying to think of what else I've been watching here. And I, I don't know when anybody asks me, it's like, I just go blank. <laughs> I think you've been watching a lot of Ayn Rand Institute videos this week. I think you've discovered some of that. Well, a little bit. Um, you know, I read some of the book, you know, watched the movie and stuff like that. What, like you know, Atlas? Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Um, the Bible. <laughs> and and a lot of that stuff is just, you know, how I felt for a long time already. It's just really neat know. to get a voice like and have something that you've already believed so amazingly explained. Right. Right. Well, just, yeah, the her ability to argue against a lot of these uh these ideas outside of anything other than just freedom and, and laissez-faire capitalism is right. amazing. Right. She's really and good. People, people will often ask her, you know, it's always, well, what about the poor? What are we going to do? And <laughs> right. it's like, well, but these things will, there's a lot of people that would give a lot if they didn't have everything taken or were exactly in a position to do so. But when we, you know, creating a welfare state takes away the, the ability because they were getting taxed to support it and also right. the desire because we know the people are getting help. Exactly. exactly. So don't look at me for it. Just go ask the government. <laughs> yeah. You exactly. know, that's it the kind changes. of things that it does. Yeah. There's still a way to take care of people that can't take care of themselves right. for whatever reason. There's there still is. a way to do that. I mean, the power of individualism and the power of the virtue of selfishness is that when you do things to make, yourself advance in the world when you do things to be successful on your own that bleeds out to the elders around right. you that, that that you know that it empowers you to be able to do things for others but you if you don't put yourself first nobody else will right you know and that's well, the and thing that, like if if you don't take care of you if you don't look out for you like are you expecting well, somebody and else that, to and do that, it and that virtue you know like that that you know looking out for yourself and taking care of yourself and doing those things you know, if you're an innovator or something, you know, do you know, achieving things and creating things allows you to help other people, exactly. especially if you're making something that enhances people's lives. Absolutely. It, through your selfishness, you have created something that makes a lot of things better for someone else. And and don't think selfishness is all, you know, we, we that was such a, a bad word. It when is. We were little. It's such a bad word. It's such a bad word. It, it's but it's but it's <laughs> but it's but not selfishness, not in the the sense of I'm not going to share my toys with you because right. I'm a child, right? But selfishness is also a sacrifice. Imagine if you are an innovator or something, but you you put a lot of time in your work, but you have a family and stuff, but you're never home, right? You know, it's not like you're being selfish just because you can. You're being selfish to help your family and to help yourself. To take care of your family, to take care of yourself, to do what is inside of you. Right. The the thing that you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so many people, especially in America, just deny what they feel they, they want to do. Right. And I just wonder how much different, you know, and when I mean do what they want to do, I don't mean like, you know, being hippies and walking around taking naps in the middle of the street and stuff like that. <laughs> right. But as far as like, you know, your, your interests and in pursuing those things and being able to monetize your involvement in it somehow, right. yep. you know, uh, 
it would just be so amazing if, if, if people were able to do those things and, and just be who they want to be. Right. Well, people can in some ways. Well, they can, but, but for some reason. We have this. Are there that many people that just don't have any desires beyond. Just being just, a worker. Well, that and. To me, it's, it, it's like the desire to have a house and maybe, you know, maybe kids or what. I don't know if kids count, but definitely to get, I mean, sure, a family and kids, that's got to be part of it. Yep. But like the desire to have that, uh, it keeps people from, from pers- you know, it, it's like pursuing that ultimate goal. And the time that it takes isn't as valuable as having that family or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even as bad as they would like to do these things. People are making value judgments based on their circumstance. Well, that and, They're, and I think they get locked into it early for one also because they, they start too soon before they even know who they are and what they want to do. Right. And they have families and stuff. And then mm-hmm. just out of caring for that family, which they should, nothing right. wrong with it. Not saying there's anything wrong with it. But through that, you know, it for lack of a better way to say it, it kind of robs you of your hopes and dreams. Yeah. Well, it, it, it for, for most people, the second that they have a family, whether it be a wife or kids or husband or whatever, the second that other people come into their world it feels like most people, whether it's human nature or whether it's societal pressure, it feels like it's the other people in their family that come before them. Well, we end up neglecting our our own desires just to spend time with. Right. And not just spend time, but to provide, to give them what they want, to give them. But it starts at just spending time. Right. Because it starts with the man and a woman to have the family. Right. You know, and then then taking on those responsibilities or creating those responsibilities for yourself when you didn't necessarily have to. Right. You know, and, you it's know. just, it's a strange thing that I think about just like relationships in general and just, you know, why we do the things we do. Right. You know, and it's, <laughs> it's hard to explain. It is. Oh, and then there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with making yourself number one and taking care of yourself and, working towards your dreams and your goals and your desires. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, and how can you be your best self for other people if you don't? That's what I don't understand. Exactly. And, you know, but for some reason we have this, what is it called out? Is it altruistic? Is that the, is that the the term? Altruism. Altruism where you're supposed to think about everybody else and others first or or the group or the society. Yeah. You think of, you think of other people to the detriment of yourself. Yeah. And I don't understand that thought. Like what good, because if everybody does that, then nobody's, nobody gets better. (laughs) Everybody does it. Right. Right. And you know, and it's, it's funny because the, it, you get this socialist view and this group collectivist viewpoint from people on the left but then at the same time, they try to preach like when women are victimized by whatever. It's about empowering women to do this or empowering this person to that or the other. I get well, so if tired you're, of hearing that word. <laughs> I know. But if you're empowering yourself to do this or the other, well, isn't that the ultimate in 
objectivist theory is to empower yourself to do right. what you want to do and to pursue your dreams and your passions and not let anybody else mess with you or to, you know, isn't right. that what that is? So you're basically, you're, you're, you're promote, you're, con- you're conflicting your ideas. Right. Empowerment of a woman is not, she's not empowered because she's part of a group because she's a certain gender. She's empowered because she's a human individual. Right. And that should be the, you should want, everybody should want to be empowered to be there to pursue their own goals and interests and to do their own thing. And taking care of your family and your wife and your husband and your children is part of empowering yourself. It's part of building your legacy. It's part of building, you know, who you are on this earth. And so it's, 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 it's not a a either or choice to me. It's, it, it can be everything, but people get skewed when, when uh, you know families and kids come into play, especially early in life, and well, this, then it just, when I hear the word selfish, you know, it's like you, know, you got, you got some people, you got some people that you know they got an extra hundred and fifty bucks, and they'll they'll want to go spend it on their kid instead of buying themselves something, <laughs> right? You know, well that kid's happy, but now that that thing you bought them is probably sitting there not getting used, right? <laughs> when you could have had this new tool or something that could have made your life way cooler, and you right. a happier, well adjusted person. Or you could have saved it for, you know, invested it yeah, in something and, something. and you know. There's so, so many different things that you could have done. You could have done something better, but you, you, you want this kid to have all this crap that they don't even need. <laughs> right. So you, you, uh, I feel like, stupid decisions. I feel like, and you know, this is coming from someone that doesn't have kids and is not a parent, but I feel like parenting seems to be like, trying to implement your own hopes and dreams in your own way of life onto your offspring, even if that's not what they want or not who they are as a person or not, you know, it's like you spend your whole well, life trying do, to do get, you give them toys. Cause you didn't have them. That's Is what I'm that saying. Kind of what that's I'm kind saying. of, yeah, that's yeah. kind of like you, you want to give them what you wanted when you were a kid that you didn't have or that kind right. of a thing. When they're not even really asking for when it. When they're not really asking for it or, you know, or if you're a helicopter parent because you wish your, you, you know, your parents weren't involved in your life or you didn't have parents. So you're going to be all up in your kid's shit. Like, you know, it's just, it feels like it's, it feels like parenting is not designed around the child, but around the parent that's administering right. the discipline and the parenting. But right. I don't know even why I even said all that. But yada yada yada. Anyways, anything else fun to say today before we wrap this up? Uh, <laughs> um, wow. I think everybody's about to get their checks here soon. Oh yeah. Uh, just remember, get yourself ready. Right. Um, hopefully we're going to come out of this all right, but just be very deliberate about uh, your financial choices. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, another thing (laughs) that we talked about that, that we should mention, if you can, for about 50 bucks, you can buy a bidet that you can attach to your toilet. Yeah. So you don't need toilet paper (laughs) or you don't need as much toilet paper. I mean, you can still use toilet paper, I guess, but bidets are this shit. <laughs> I don't know why they haven't come, they haven't been popular in the United States. I they wish are they were. Europe. It seems like they, sh- but they are I don't know the idea, of, you know, <laughs> I think it should be one in the same thing. Like the idea of like getting up off of this with my pants down <laughs> so I can go wash my butt off over on this seat. <laughs> seems kind of weird, you know? So I, I like how, you know, Japan is like, it's an all-in-one all in experience. One. Yeah, it needs to be all-in-one. <laughs> I should not have to get up with my pants down to try and shuffle over. <laughs> shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Yeah. Yeah, that's just not pleasant. Oh, man. So, yeah, like, um, 
the money is supposed to be coming in this week. So yay. So when that happens, just, you know, got to power of the individual, do what's the best thing, <laughs> yeah. do what's the best thing for you and your family. And don't worry about who you owe or he, you know, whatever it's, yeah. it's the four walls. It's, it's the, just whatever you feel is best. It's the you rent, do. rent you food, rent. utilities, transportation. Those are the things and everybody else can right. wait. If you got to pay rent, pay that. If you got to eat, eat. Yep. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do and get yourself prepared because you want to take care of yourself and your family. It's not President Trump's job. It's not the governor's job. It's not, yeah. the, you know, it's not anybody it else's not. job except for you to take care of you and your family. So on that note, um, that'll wrap it up for today. Remember, we are on Instagram, the 420 Felons. I'm also on Facebook, Natalie DePriest. We're on Twitter, the 420 Felon. And, uh, you know, give us a... Uh, Give us a shout out. Give us some love. Ask us some questions. Let us know what you think of the show. And uh, on Spotify, you know, follow us if you'd like. Donate to the cause. We're trying to do some big things. It's all about the power of the individual. Freedom! <laughs> After four years in prison, it's like, freedom! <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta spread that to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> all all right. right. Bye!